Lost Princess, Shear number 31. We are beginning chapter 10. So close, yet so very far. So the Viceroy did whatever the princess had told him. The end of the year. He fasted. He didn't sleep. He rose and began heading towards the palace. He saw a tree with very beautiful apples. It was very desirable in his eyes and he ate an apple. And immediately after eating that apple, he fell into a deep sleep. And he slept for a very long time. So let's ask ourselves, how can it be? An entire year dedicated to refocusing, to reorganizing a person's thoughts, to planning, to wanting, to getting it all right. And at the very end, it all went wrong. He had a plan. He had a vision. Getting the princess back. Living a life of emuna, of davening, of humility, simplicity, God-consciousness, joy, and it all went wrong. So as we learned, the moments before a Jew reaches a new spiritual plateau are the most treacherous part of that journey. Because then the Yetzirah launches the greatest assault on the Neshama, on the soul. Now remember, we've learned that on each level that a person achieves, there's a different sort of power of the eight Sahara. The greater you are, the greater the eight Sahara. The lower you are, the lower the eight Sahara. So if the eight Sahara on one level feels it's about to be de defeated, then every part of its arsenal is thrown against the person who's growing spiritually. In the words of Rabbi Nachman, there are Jews who, when they are very near the door to the halls of holiness, are accosted by the impure forces. And the eight Sahara in a very mighty assault. They don't let him enter through the door. So because of this, that moment you're feeling like, what was it all worth? What's the point? I tried so hard and I'm failing at that crucial moment. Person doesn't go through the door. But the truth is that that's just the way it works. It's not something weird about you as an individual. That's the nature of the spiritual battle that's being waged. As we say in chapter, we say every day during Davin, chapter 13, before Baruch Sha'ama, and when I was untroubled, I said, I'm never going to be shaken, I'm never going to be broken. But when you, God, hid your face, I was terrified. So when things are going great, we feel overconfident. We're going to be okay. I'm not going to go back there. I've done it. I've done my teshuva. I've got a new plan. I'm in a different different society now. But the truth is that that's not necessarily the way it work. As the teaching goes, Don't trust yourself until the day of your death. No matter how many walls we have, to, we have built to protect ourselves, it has to be that there's an equal and opposite force. If you're growing, you're going to be attacked. That's just the way it is. There's a really interesting teaching by the Ishbitzer, who explains the connect the juxtaposition of the tzitz, which is the Kohen Gadol wore, his headband, and his michmasayim, his trousers, when it describes the clothes of the Kohen, of the Kohen Gadol. 
The Torah intends to teach us that even the Kohen Godel, who had attained an awesome level of holiness that enabled him to wear the tzitz with Hashem's name on his forehead, needed constant vigilance over his physical desires, hinted at by the trousers that cover the physical lower part of the body. In the Tzaddik's words, this is to teach even a very precious soul that has purified itself to the, to the core requires constant guarding and vigilance. So yes, we can take you know, feel sad that the vice story messed up at the end, but perhaps recognize that that is just the way things go sometimes. In a moment of weakness, the spirit of folly, stupidity enters the person's mind, causing them to forget what's at stake and how close we are to achieving our goal. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Have a great day.